0: Hey friends, this is Caitlin, and I'm so grateful you've decided to join me on the Comeback Couch. So, kick off your shoes, put up your feet, and get comfortable with real stories that have shaped real people. You'll hear from doctors, lawyers, mechanics, and moms who shared their experiences of hope, healing, and holding on when it would have been so much easier to give up. Occasionally, you'll hear a story, a teaching, or a quick thought from me. I hope you'll curl up with a cup of coffee and stay a while as we sit on the comeback couch and learn a little more about life and the hope we can find when we look close enough. Welcome back to the comeback couch. Uh, one of my favorite voices on the internet in books is on the show today. Hannah Brincher is an author, a TED speaker, Um, She's a mental health advocate. Most of you probably know all about her. Um, Her most recent book is Fighting Forward, but she does have three best-selling books. She's a mom to the cutest little thing in the world, Novi, um, a wife to Lane, and um, a friend to so many. Also the founder of More Love Letters. She can tell us all about all the different hats she wears. Uh, Welcome to the show, Hannah. Thank you for having
1: me. I'm so excited. I just... Wish that we were sitting on the couch together right now,
0: you know. Got my cup uh, of tea too. and two. <laughs> One day, because we're not far. You're in Atlanta, right? Yeah. I know. We need to make that happen. We, I, I mean, we're not far at all. Let's get on a real couch. Let's go. That, oh man, that <laughs> that'd be amazing. That would be amazing. We would probably just sit for no no kids, just a couch and cups of coffee. Oof. Yeah, <sighs> I could do that for hours. hours, literally (laughs) pajamas. Yeah. All right. We're going to make this happen for sure. Perfect. Perfect. Um, Well, Hannah and I are going to talk about coming back from comparison, but I just feel like this is going to be different. Like it's not your typical, like I'm trying to stop comparing myself to people because you have a really unique way you've been looking at it. And because you are um, a content creator on the internet and a writer, I would love to hear about just the past couple of years and how you have started navigating the internet and your life, because I've noticed it just from following you before you even told me. Um, So I would love to know like what God kind of revealed to you about this.
1: Yeah. So I do think comparison is something that I did struggle with for a very long time. I'm like, even before the last few years, I just feel like the last few years it was heightened. And I think that's because I don't know when it happened, but I do feel like we crossed a threshold and it was probably the pandemic. Most Mm -hmm. things are the pandemic where I felt like the boundary lines got really blurred on the phones. And I felt like Mm. it switched from like, okay, I'm on these platforms to like, no, this is an all-consuming thing at random times all throughout the day, late at night, early in the morning. Um, And so I was crazy to not think that comparison was going to rage with those habits. But I think that specifically the battle that I've had to fight through is like, okay, I am a writer and I believe that I bring glory to God through the power of words. But what do you do when you no longer want to show up for the race that you're in because you're tired and you're deflated and you're exhausted. And, and I, and I've heard it from so many people that are like, I just don't even want to get on the apps. I just don't even Mm want to be on social media or like every few weeks I feel like you see another creator being like I'm getting off of here and like yeah I am all for everyone doing what they need to do to preserve their mental health but I think I was in a point in a place where I was like okay well I have to figure out how to fight through this because I feel called here I feel called to the internet and I believe in the beauty and the power of social media but if this isn't fun anymore Like, I can't do this. Like, if I'm going to lose my soul, I can't keep doing this. So, that's kind of the space that I was in a few
0: years ago. Well, there are podcasts that I do and interviews that I do that I know like other people are going to get a lot out of this. And I believe that for this, but I also think that maybe this conversation is for me and I'm just recording it. (laughs) So, (laughs) because I really choose to be very, very honest have been in that space lately. Like everything you were saying, I'm like, yes, I don't even, I'm just tired. I don't even want to get on there because when I do, I go down the rabbit hole and it's 10 o'clock at night and I'm scrolling. And then I'm like, oh, I need to show up. Like, it's like a thing, like a, I need to be on there and post something. And it's just like, that is not what God, and, and I feel the same as you. I'm like, okay, I don't feel called to just like totally get off of the apps and yeah. And not be there for a year or forever. Again, when people do that, I think great, like do what God is telling you to do. But I do feel called to show up there and to write content. And so it's like, how do I do this without losing my soul? So mm-hmm. tell me some practical ways that you have started showing up on the internet and not dreading it.
1: Yeah. Well, first off, I think covering everything with prayer, that's like the most yes. practical thing that you can do. Um, I think it's crazy because we talk so much about prayer, but a lot of times like in our day-to-day life, I think it's easy to talk about it and harder mm. to practice it. Um, yep. And so for me, it's like wanting to be in that posture where like prayer is like my my first response, not my last resort.
0: Yes. Amen. And
1: prayer for all the mundane things because somebody might, you know, think, no, this is mundane. This is Instagram. This is Pinterest. Come on guys. You know, but it's like, no, like God cares for us in every bit and every capacity. And if you feel like you are called to create things that go onto the internet, then like best believe there's going to be a very real force that is going to not want you to show up. That is going to want you to feel drained and exhausted. And I think the tricky thing that I was facing and the most practical thing that I learned how to do um, that I feel like I do talk a lot about these days is my unplugged hours. Mm -hmm. Um, And so it started with a box that I would put my phone in when I was trying to do deep work. But I then think God took me another layer deeper and was like, no, like, I want you to be off the device at certain times in the day for certain hours in the day, when you're with your daughter, when you're with your husband, like, like I want it gone because I would find that it would just like steal my attention in little ways that I didn't even realize it was taking from me. And then on top of that, I think I noticed it most with my daughter that like, she would go to do something And I, my instinct wouldn't be to marvel at it or to be in that moment with her. It would be to document it. Not even like, not even document it because I want it on my phone because I want to watch it later. It's like, no, everyone else gets to
0: consume. Has to to see this. Yeah.
1: Mm -hmm. For me to believe that there's value and worth in what just happened. Yeah. That's dangerous.
0: Dangerous. That's, that's the word. Oh, that just like stabbed me in the heart because I'm like, the best thing ever is when I don't have my phone, like I forgot it or it's in another room and my son does something and I'm like, go to get it. And I'm like, oh, you know what? I can't because I don't have it. Let me just watch him for me. Like for me. Yep. And I think it gets hard because, you know, I've I've had like older moms tell me like, oh my goodness, take a million videos. I wish I had them because we didn't have cell phones or whatever. Yeah. And I think that there's value in that. Like, that's that's amazing. Like, I, I'll watch videos from when he was a little baby. And but when the danger creeps in, I think is what you just said when it's like, oh, I have to document this, not just so I can keep it like a scrapbook, but so other people can see it and tell me how great it is. And then that will give more value to it. And it's like that. And that is how it creeps into our lives in a million different ways with comparison Mm -hmm. and that comparison. And I'm, I'm sure you can speak to this is not just about like, Oh my gosh, she's cute. And I wish I looked like that. Honestly, that's like the last thought in my mind these days. Like, I mean, I still think it, but it's more of like, Oh, what is her kid wearing? You're like, where did she go on that trip? Or, oh my goodness, she's publishing a book. Like it's so much deeper rooted. Have you experienced that? Like, it's almost like a spider of comparison.
1: Oh, 100%. And I still do. I think like now it's interesting because the more that I do unplug, the more sensitive my spirit is Mm. when I do go on social media. But I often feel like it's one of those things where, like, I've gotten a lot healthier, especially, like, to know myself, to know when I'm in a sensitive space or when I'm in a space yeah. where I'm already maybe feeling insecure or upset or whatever the mood or the emotion is, social media isn't going to help it. It's not. No. Um, But we've given ourselves and told ourselves that lie of like, I don't feel like dealing with this thing right now. And so I'm just going to scroll. And it's like, do you remember, I don't know why I have this vivid memory of it, but like on the old desktop computers, do you remember Mm -hmm. there was like
0: a game? I think it was called like Landmine.
1: And you would have to like
0: click a little- It was on every desktop computer just in that little weird square. Yep. Yep. it was the- most anxiety producing game ever
1: because ever. like you're like ever clicking these little boxes uh- and then the bomb is going to blow everything up I'm
0: like sweating thinking about it. I feel like I'm yeah. 10 years old right now like oh no oh no oh no <laughs> like why did we play this game that's why I have anxiety today is because of that game it was on my <laughs>
1: desktop but but I I feel like that's like the picture that I see when I think about social yes. media it's that like unless you're there with a true purpose of like what you're trying to do whether that's post or engage or respond sure. to messages or catch up with like I don't think there's anything wrong with like catching up with like favorite influencers oh or, like, yeah totally if you like to follow but if we don't have a very clear purpose and we're feeling some sort of way already then you're just like scrolling waiting for the bomb to blow up in your face yes and it always will it always will always like, I I could say oh I'm so beyond this but like Then I see something about somebody who's writing a book and it looks different than my process. And I wonder, should my process look like that? Or, oh, I don't, you know, it's so crazy. Like, I'm so sensitive to it. But, like, I've had to learn, like, there are times and places where it's like, this isn't helping my creative process. And this isn't helping me be a better wife, a better mom, a better whatever.
0: And we as writers have been told you know, you have to be on here to grow your platform and make sure you're, you remember the like rule, which I feel like everyone is so past this at this point, thank God. But for the longest time, it was like all of the like experts were like, you have to post once a day. And I just recently like broke that off of myself where I was like, if I don't have anything to say, I don't have anything to say. And yeah, or if I'm just tired and I don't want to post it, like it's okay. Okay. It'll still be there tomorrow. My thought will still be there. And maybe that's a better time, like that the Lord wants to use it anyway. But it's like overcoming that, those expectations that either someone on the internet said, or that we made up where we're like, well, she does it this way. Like exactly what you said. I can relate to that so much. Like I can easily go from like, everything's fine. Or just like, yeah, I'm kind of in a weird mood and I'll see, someone's process, whether it's writing or like, oh my gosh, this is how she like cleans her house and takes care of her kids. And all of a sudden I'm like, ah, oh, I hate being me. Like if I could just be her or someone else. And it's like, how did you go from opening your phone to you hate being yourself? Like that's how dangerous it is. It's like the drama of that spectrum, but it's like, okay, then that, then that means that's not helpful. And I love when you said that the more you unplug, the more sensitive your spirit gets, because that tells me that the more you need God and the more you need prayer to even enter the space, which is, that's how we're supposed to live with everything.
1: I think that we have gotten to this place, especially like on social media where it was like originally we were on social media and we like posting like whatever like whatever goes I'm eating a sandwich here it is you know like you can go back to like the earliest days and be like well, what were we even what doing, were we doing you know? yeah. <laughs> and then it became oh now we're branding the thing we're branding the grid we're branding our lives whatever that is um and I feel like we're in this space now where everybody feels like they need to be experts and yes. like show everybody else how they're doing it and why they're doing it. And like, I see so many reels that are like, you know, cause like for me, like I like to follow accounts that are in like the health space, you know, yeah. like I like to, like, I like fitness. I like food, but it, I get exhausted by like the amount of like, here's the five things you have to do. Here's the three yes. things you have to do. And they're all different. And it's like, yep. okay, I've had to more recently take a step back to be like, that works for somebody else. But I don't know that that necessarily works for me. Like, I can't take their prescription and put it on my life. No, just in the same way that like, I can't do that with my creative work. You know, like, I can't sit on the apps thinking that like, that's where God's gonna bless me, then God's gonna pour down inspiration. It's like, no, I need to get away and I need mm-hmm. to figure out what my writing process looks like in my creation process. And then when I feel I have something to share or to encourage with, that's when I show up on the apps and I engage and I comment on other things. I very rarely now get on there if I don't have something that I need to like post or share because otherwise I don't really know what I'm doing on there.
0: Yes. I think that's so wise, like getting on there with intention. And if there's no intention, intention, yeah, let's put it down. I'm like saying this out loud so that I can absorb it. And I'm like, okay, tonight <laughs> we're recording on a Friday. I'm like, it's Friday night. Me and my husband and my son, we're like going to make pasta, watch a movie. Mm. I'm putting the thing up. I don't need it. I don't, I don't need it. And it's like, we really are compulsive to just grab it. And like my husband, he doesn't even, he like got off of all social media just because he was like, I don't use it. I don't care. But he's addicted to these little like cell phone games. Like, I mean,
1: (laughs) the like silliest
0: games. And I'm like, but I get so mad at him. I'm like, what are you doing? And he's like, what are you doing? (laughs) And you know, I can do the whole like holier than thou where I'm like, I'm writing a post. Like it's so important. And he's like, okay. He's like, well, I just saw you scrolling like five minutes before that. So. And then I saw your mood visibly change. (laughs) Yep. And I'm like, okay, we just both need to put our phones up and, you know, like set a time to like actually put our phone up and actually stick to this. Hey guys, this is Caitlin popping in for just a second to tell you about sponsor harp and timbrel. They are a super cool Alabama-based company ran by a husband and wife team. They specialize in custom products to celebrate all of life's special moments. From baby hospital signs to larger signs for rooms and nurseries and even milestone cards. And little ornaments. I had one on my Christmas tree this year. They create each design to fit your unique need. And they are offering an exclusive discount to listeners of The Comeback Couch. That's you. You can get 15% off your first order with code COMEBACK15. That's C-O-M-E-B-A-C-K-1-5. You can go to harpintimbrel.com and their Etsy shop. You can even join their newsletter for additional discounts and promotions. So how have you seen, because you and I debated back and forth, like, do we want to talk about this? Do we want to talk about mental health? But then we were like, Mm -hmm. they go hand in hand. So how have you seen your mental health change or improve because Mm -hmm. of this total lifestyle change, essentially? I mean, greatly.
1: Um, And I'm always honest in saying that, like, I am not anywhere near perfect in this process. Mm -hmm. And that's what I've learned. Like, even after like having done a thousand hours unplugged and continuing to do it, like you can so easily just fall right back into this habit if you're not like quick to just, you know, place those boundaries on yourself and then adjust those boundaries in different seasons. But I think probably the best thing that has happened for my mental health, um, and it's been a gradual process has been that I started to realize that the more that I was unplugging and the more that I was like creating from a space where I wasn't letting all these other voices in, the more I realized, oh, wait a minute. Like that's where all the voices got in, in the first Mm. place. That's where I felt the need that I had to hustle. That's where I felt like, I always had to be doing something in order to have value, and like there's uh, a book by Henry Nowen, um called Life of the Beloved, and he talks about like being able to get back to the place where like we remember our own belovedness, like that mm. we are the beloved, and I have started to realize and key in of like oh. I can't be in touch with that source if I'm always arranging for the noise to be louder than it. Mm. And so the more that I unplug, the kinder I've gotten to myself. And like Anne Lamott, I love the quote that she has where she says like, my Mm. mind is like, it's like a sketchy neighborhood that I don't like to walk alone in (laughs) at night. Like I've always resonated with that, but I feel like more recently I'm like, okay, but I am the neighborhood cleanup committee. Like I don't want my mind to stay that way. I want my mind to be a space that I'm okay to be in. And I realized that for years I wasn't okay. And that's why I was on the phone constantly because I didn't want to face emotions. I didn't want to face anger or apathy or whatever it was that this phone was doing to me to begin with. And now the more and more I do it, the more I just feel like, peace and like Mm. I don't have to hustle for my worth I don't have to push it's okay if I have nothing that I want to post yeah delete the apps for the weekend see you on Monday nobody will be any bit wiser
0: you know and no one's no one's gonna miss anything and you're not gonna miss anything it's like I'm not going to um accidentally not save a soul like because I put my phone away like God will take care of that. It's not up to me. I yeah. have to remember that. And I love, look, we love to quote Anne Lamont on this podcast. I forgot that you also, <laughs> I what it, I think you messaged me one day and you're like, we love Queen Anne. And I was like, Queen, Queen Anne. Anne. yep. <laughs> uh, listen, she's on my like top list of like, if I could get people on the podcast, I mean, I would, I would hyper, we're going like, we'll to get, get Anne yeah, in we'll Jesus name. Oh, yeah. I would just die. Yeah. Um. We're, okay. Yeah. Tell me how this has impacted your life off of social media and into your just every day out in the world. Because I think that people, when they see like someone like you, who's a huge, has a huge following, a huge platform, you are well known for creating content. They forget that you also like take your daughter to school and go to restaurants and go to church. Like you have an outside life Mm -hmm. too. So how has this changed the comparison game for you on those offline moments?
1: Well, I definitely feel like, and I do think that if I look back over like the content that I've shared even over like the last year, I do think it's changed. I think I look back like all of my posts I was like I don't see myself anywhere on this <laughs> yeah. like, I don't think I'm here you know and like but I think that was an intentional shift to say you know what like I'm showing up in this space to offer people words um and I am a human being behind those words but I want to keep that stuff for myself like yeah and- I used to feel like I almost wasn't like entitled to that. Like I had to share every little bit and every little Friday right. because we kind of program ourselves to be that way. Yeah. And now I'm kind of like, nah, this is for me. Like my life is yes. for me. And you might want me to share more of Novi or my marriage, but like, if it's going to take from me, I'm not going to do it. Like I'm not. And like, even just like, I think like a few days ago, I like posted something like, which has, I've posted less and less stories, but like, Mm -hmm. I've also seen so much more growth in my platforms because I've just focused on the main thing, you know, but I, I posted and then I was like, why did I do this? Like I don't even have the capacity or the energy to interact right now. So why did I do this? Right. You know? And so that's one of those things that like I feel like I want to be very careful about is that like I'm only showing up on the platforms when I can give people myself. Yes. Like if I'm gonna be direct messaging with you, like you're gonna get me and like the best version of me because like yes because I value you as a human being. Sorry. I realize that's like off of where we were going, but no, I love that.
0: That's so, so
1: good. I think though, like in daily life, I think I've just, and it's a process, it's a process, but it's okay. This life is for me. I Mm -hmm. get to live this life. And if no one else knows that I did these things, it is enough for me. And that's been a really hard place to get to. And like, I, still feel it sometimes. Like sometimes like I'll be sitting in the middle of like reading a book and I'll be like, Oh, I got to post that. Like Mm -hmm. I have to let people know I'm reading this book, you know? And I'm like, why, why, why why do I feel I need to share all of this? And like, I think sharing can be a really beautiful thing. And I think that like, there can be a lot of purpose in it, but I did feel like what was happening was the more that I would like get onto an app, compare myself with others, then feel like, oh, I have to post something just to keep up, just to be relevant. Mm-hmm. Um, The less energy that I had to give to the people around me. Like mm. if I'm spending my whole entire life speaking blessing over the lives of people I don't know, I yeah. find that like I have less to give to the people that actually need me to speak the blessings over their lives, you know? um, mm. Like if I'm on this app. And I see something that makes me feel inadequate in my calling. And it's like randomly at 2 PM on a Tuesday, you know? And then as a result, I'm impatient with my daughter, like yep. there's something wrong there. And so I've really had to work in the last year to just separate them, like separate them. And like, now when I get on social media, again, I'm not perfect at this. Cause I find that like, you're like, oh shoot, I'm on the app again. And I didn't mean to be on the app, you know, like it's continually building new habits. But what I typically do now is like, I will like make a cup of tea and I'll like go sit in a cozy space and I'll set a timer. And like, that will be the time that I'm on there to engage and to respond to comments and to talk with people in my direct messages. That way I can give them like the whole version of me and not feel like it's taking from me. And then when it's done, it's done and I move yep. on with my life.
0: I treat it like a the- task.
1: Yes, like yep. a task. Exactly. Cause like that should be what it is. Like it's a yep. tool at the end of the day. And we should use the tools rather than letting the tools use us.
0: Mm, goodness. This is so convicting in a, in the best way. Like I think it's it really will way, be. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it's in it's in a very good way. Like I'm literally like, okay, my instinct would be to we get done with this interview and then I have like my next thing. But before that, I'm going to check my Instagram. Okay. And I'm like, why? No, like, it's why don't you I? Yeah. It's yeah. like ingrained in my brain. And you're so right. If it's like taking me away from the people in front of me, the people I'm called to. And I really do see so many, like, I think it is just part of God's like revival in the world right now. I see so many people coming back to the heart of like, the home and the simple and the people in front of you. Like, even if you're not a mom, even if you're not married, if you're listening to this and you're single, I think there's still something to be said about coming back to like serving in your community, serving your local church, ministering to the friends around you, ministering to your family. Like if you are online speaking to people that you'll never meet or have never met, that can be a beautiful thing. And it is, I'm a huge fan of it. But if you're doing that and focusing on that more than, what's right in front of you, like, then that's the problem. And I think we're going to continue to see people coming back to that. Like just the way God designed us, like we were never created to like consume all of this information and pour out to so many people. That's not, that was never his plan.
1: No. And I think too, especially like as creatives, like I think one of the most beneficial things was like reclaiming my creative process getting back to the roots of why I love this thing you know like I love writing more than anything else but like I found I was spending less and less time writing and more and more time just trying to keep up and like Mm, honestly like that wasn't even my role no one called me to that position you know like And so I started to like, get back to like my daily word count and like getting up first thing in the morning and writing from that space. And then what I've found now is that like, when I get onto the apps and I'm faithful to that practice, I can operate from the overflow, you know, like, oh, this is just overflow from what happened in the writing room rather than like, if you Think that you're going to get on Instagram or TikTok and suddenly be so inspired? Inspired? Like yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It like I, I don't know a single person that nope. that works for. But like nope. we as creatives, we need a creative process, and that creative process often happens in the secret places that no one sees and no one applauds you for. And even if they never saw it, it should still be enough because that is the thing that fuels your soul. Like. That is where I feel the closest to God is when I'm in that writing space. So why wouldn't I do that as much as I possibly can? If I'm like, no, I don't want to do it because no one sees it. No one can applaud me for it. Then like, I need to rewire my whole entire life.
0: Yes. Yes. Preach. Oh, okay. Well, I do wish that we were sitting on a couch for hours. Um, but as we wrap up here, um, the last question I always ask. So in this kind of comeback process you've experienced, when you look at the overall story, the overall storyline, um, what makes more sense now, as you look back to then, like what, where can you see like, okay, God's hand was playing in there for something now.
1: I mean, honestly, I think that like, as much as i have struggled to come to a place where like i can you know have a platform that i feel god has called me to like build and he builds it for me like but i've i've struggled a lot with comparison and i've struggled a lot with like feeling inadequate or feeling like oh that person like deserves to be in the space but i don't but mm. i look back and i think that the cultural moment that we're getting into now where i think more people are saying okay there's a problem here and mm-hmm. like we need uh we need to find boundaries or we need a break or we need something i can look back in my whole story and realize like that's always my heart for this yeah. moment and so while it's always been a struggle i also think that a lot of times our struggles end up being like our greatest ministries and so like i feel very much like oh okay like these things that i think I've been talking about and working through and trying to get better at for however many years, now it finally feels like we're in a space where like we can start talking about some of that stuff. And so it kind of makes a lot of that struggle worth it When you know, Oh, okay. I can shed light for somebody else, or I can help maybe save somebody from being in the same spot. Um, And if I can do that for other writers and creatives, like I, I, you know, I'll, I'll go through anything because yeah, I just want so badly for like the writers and the creatives to like get in the chairs and create. Yes. Like your inspiration isn't waiting for you on the phone. It's in the secret place.
0: Oh, so good. Perfect way to end. This really was so encouraging, Hannah, and I know so many people are going to be blessed by it uh don't forget to follow hannah at hannah Brincher on instagram and you can watch her boundaries and see how she does this thing because she does it really well so thanks for coming and hanging out on the comeback couch hannah
1: absolutely thanks for having me
0: talk to you soon hey thanks for stopping by and sitting a while on the comeback couch with me you know I'd love to hear from you. Questions, feedback, and even requests. Find me on Instagram or Facebook at Chapel Rogers. And hey, don't be shy. Share the show with a friend, post it on your social media, and tag me, and send me your comeback stories. You never know when they might make it on the show.